0: All right, welcome to another Root Issues Podcast, where Steve and I gather around the table and discuss the root issues of our culture today. Today, we're going to be looking at fighting for family. As Steve is continuing in the Foundations series here at Crossroads, we are looking at, like, what is our foundation? And today, we're going to be digging into fighting for family as our culture just continues to... Kind of maybe like have an attack against family, against, you know, connection and a unit that stays together, a unit that has a mission. It almost wants to make my second grader an individual that's complete by herself, but she can't be an individual complete by herself because she hasn't been raised in a family, and then the family should be the one that sends her out. To not be complete by herself, but yet to always be in community. And so Steve's going to take us in here, and we're going to look at some practical things. Because I think as we kind of discussed it, like, you might not know how to fight for family. You might not know what weapons to use or what tactics to use to keep family tight. And Steve had seven great points in his message on Sunday. And so we're going to dig into that. So I'm going to turn it over to Steve, and we're yeah, going to jump Chris. in here and get some practical tools.
1: Yeah, I think the first thing is just, uh, you know, I think for some people, they they, they are scared of the language fight and, yeah, weapons, oh yeah, and fight, weapons and tactics yeah, and strategy. I you, you threw out a know, trigger about, word there. But I, I think – so let's frame that is is this is not um, – <laughs> Uh, This idea of fight is what we see in the Bible, meaning in the New Testament, which is this awakening to realize we're in a spiritual battle. And we know that from the beginning that the enemy, and there's a real enemy, his his name is Satan, and his uh, demons and others. uh, There's a spiritual realm, and and he has from the very beginning, which we'll look at next week at the Garden, all the way in the beginning, he started this attack on God's design of marriage and family. And throughout history, we see that that has been his attack pack mm-hmm. and so there's an awareness. Ephesians six makes it real clear, right? Is to realize we don't battle with flesh and blood. So I just want to context, you know put that context around this for people uh, in this climate where, where people are so highly sensitive yeah. to this language. But I'm not going to pull back on it. I, yeah. I, in other words, this is the language, the battle language of the yeah. is clear in the Bible. It's not physical yeah. warfare, it is spiritual warfare, which is even more, uh, shall I say, uh, um, reality, right, yeah. in the sense that we need to be living right in the kingdom, realize that um, behind all the physical stuff going on uh, in our marriages and everything is this spiritual battle, right? So yeah. we have to engage by faith and yeah. with the spiritual weapons that God has given us. So, yeah, totally. with, that, with that said, uh, uh, um, I think, you know, in this series, we've been um, looking at, at Genesis 1, 2, and 3 along with Romans 1, 2, and 3. So I, I do want to just start by framing this with with Romans mm-hmm. and just the course and to realize just, I think, to paint this picture of uh, kind of a sober reality of, of where we're at, that we are in perilous times. And I don't mean that to depress anybody, but the reality is we need a wake-up call to really assess healthy way of what we're looking at yeah. especially as parents for raising children have a healthy right understanding of the climate that um our, that we're in that we're yeah. living in so we know how to raise our children and just a quick summary on Romans 1 and 2 that we've been uh journeying in uh you know in verse uh, 18, it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. This is present mm-hmm. tense, right, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Yeah. And so we see behind all this movement we have going in our culture today is, and it's just getting extreme, to, uh, illogical, rash- irrational, uh, going against just basic science, just crazy stuff. Yeah. But this is just the consequence of suppressing the truth. God's yeah. design right from the beginning. And it's laid out here in the Bible. These are God's words we couldn't yeah. be any clearer and because of man's suppression is that god does not withhold right his judgment at mm-hmm. some point yeah. look at throughout history is no society has ever advanced without extreme consequences uh, dabbling with the things we yeah. are right and um, and so what does he say the consequences he says the wrath of God is present in a society and he lists three things and He says because we continue to suppress the truth yeah first thing that happens is uh, is this uh, handing over the scripture says to immorality mm-hmm. impurity all this uh, those those things and just a, a decadence we see it happen with Roman Empire this shift right um, that yeah. just starts breaking down um, uh, the, the purity the uh, the, ver- the understanding of, of the value the worth of of the individual of man mm-hmm. and woman and uh, and then the next thing it says and that's and that should be the bible tells us that is. Uh, we should people should look at that and, and we see moral decline that is god 's hand yeah. right, in that allowing a society all right, you go your way if you 're not going to yeah. turn to me, the next one is handing them over to unnatural relations,, yeah. which can be any clear in Romans one right that uh, wow we 're confused even by our own identity yeah we 're heavy in it, obviously, the final handing over is that it says <clears throat> if there's continuous suppression of the truth that God will hand them over to a debased mind so mm-hmm. we can't a, a loss of rationalism and we're deep in all three yeah as, as a nation we just have to have an honest assessment of where we're at mm-hmm. And to realize this idea of fighting for family, fighting for God's creation is one where the church has to be that shining light, right? That place where we model healthy family, healthy community, and we welcome uh, those who have been fractured and, yes. and beat up by the, the culture to come in for healing, for renewal, and for strengthening, yeah. right? Which we all need. Yeah. And uh, we can't do it alone, which we've said, we just talked yeah. about a minute ago, is in this culture, uh, the again, this, the ideology that's taking over in our culture is one that isolates it highlights the autonomous individual mm-hmm. separates them from the family we see this happening in our culture and uh, today if a family or an individual uh, stays isolated uh, the culture will stomp them out will yeah. smash them bottom line there is no way to stand um outside of locking arms and this uh-huh. is again the importance of church community locking arms with others to strengthen encourage, right for the healing and protection process yeah. for the family and learning how to do that right as a, uh, a husband and father, so or a husband and a mother. And, um, you know, to be able to uh, really assess and, and to step forward. And again, like we see in the book in, in Genesis, not to be passive, right? yeah. which Adam's problem, but as males especially, but side by side with our wife, to step into this process and take, uh, take God's word and his blessings, right, mm-hmm. in this culture. No, totally. I mean, it's like when
0: you look at it, it's like understanding that, There is an agenda in the culture. And we're not saying it's like in the political leaders, but it's infiltrated to the political leaders. It's infiltrated to the powers that be in the spiritual realm. So you've got to, you've got to stretch your brain here a little bit and not just look at the physical, look at like our local government and then our state government and then our national government and then world leaders, but know that there is a framework that's in the spiritual realm
1: that guides and directs. And, well, I think it's really yeah. important. We, we as, as followers of Jesus, right, living in the spiritual realm, walking by the Spirit, uh-huh. in the wisdom of God, we have to and we should expect the Spirit to give us insight in the ideology behind Absolutely. the politics, the ideology behind lifestyle and the uh-huh. culture itself. Yeah. That's what we need to be aware of because that, totally. that is something that even maybe politicians aren't even, and people in corporate America, everything else, Uh, They're not aware of that uh, larger ideology that they are actually succumbing to, right? Yeah. Um, And this is our role, right? Or just even the way, you know, God has allowed it to go.
0: Like there's no direction from God because we're not looking to God and we're choosing to go our own way and saying we are our best answer, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I always go back to. But for us as believers, we have to be in tune with that spiritual realm. That the family unit was a designed. Plan by God by which we move forward in the kingdom, which then, if we're moving forward in the kingdom, we're moving forward in our own physical life here as well. But we've got to put the kingdom first. I mean, Jesus very clearly said, you know, those who seek the kingdom of God, you know, seek it first. And then everything else is added to you. And so. Some of the things we want to hit here are just some practical steps within your home that can align you yeah. to this plan of God. How do you fight for your family? Right. And not like make it seem like apocalyptic wartime yeah. that right. sometimes might feel like at my house, right. you know, but, uh, you know, that, yeah, there's a battle. Cause I mean, when you were talking about fighting for your family, I mean, it's like, I'm like every time I pray, I'm fighting for my family. Absolutely. I'm lifting them up to God. I'm, I'm putting them in that right kingdom mindset and so when we talk about fighting for your family we're going to look at these seven different things that steve hit and then kind of give some practical things for you to do
1: yeah yeah i think let's just jump in here uh and again i i think the framework of this is we got to do this together nobody yeah. has this down no 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 this we is, gotta have support this is difficult yeah. we, parenting i think is harder today than ever before and even more so than ever we need um You know, it used to be uh, the family was held together more, and there was so much support in the family. Well, that you know, our culture's kind of blown that up. So we need the church even more to play that role, and uh, that it's supposed to play. So uh, I think again, the framework here is Genesis chapter two. uh, You know, God's design, which uh, created Eve out of Adam to be side by side, Uh one to pursue oneness in marriage for uh, for the man to leave his family and to uh, become one with Mm -hmm. the wife to start a new family uh, the very basis of a healthy society is a the healthy nuclear family holding together and throughout history when the nuclear family uh, blows up oh, society yeah. blows up you yeah it, there's no exception to this yeah. and, and that should wake people up but we don't learn from history and um so these seven things i think i i give as uh, um You know, we we have to work these out together. And that's just our encouragement is get involved in a small Uh group. Come, let us uh, work in discipleship uh, in the church to uh, encourage each other in this this time. The first one is fight – marriage and family confusion with a foundation of biblical marriage and yeah. family. And so yeah. this is just, okay, well, wow, that's a big statement. And, and I think this is where we have to just, what we said earlier, have an honest assessment of where I'm at. Yeah. Two things, an honest yeah. assessment of culture. Wow. Yeah. What are we dealing with here in this battle? Secondly, take an honest assessment. And this is what we don't take the time to do because it's very vulnerable. It's, yeah. it's to honestly assess how am I doing? What's the state of my family, yeah. my marriage in the parenting of my children? Do I have a clear vision for where it's going, right? Stuff which we've talked about, stuff that you all help out with with our family oversight. And, you know, so uh, I think a couple questions Just how do we know if our marriage and family is pleasing to the Lord, if Mm -hmm. it is what God intended, uh, and are we under his favor? And what's the difference between my marriage and my family and any uh, other unbeliever out there and their family, right? Is is there a difference? And what is that difference? Mm And so that honest assessment is where that's where we begin. Yeah, and totally. That, that's a conversation, deep conversation with husband and wife, and should be in a small group, one of our parenting classes, or, uh-huh. uh, one of our small groups and life groups, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like micro church on and on, or in individual discipleship groups with men and men and women and women. We need all that. Yeah, and this is where we have to start, right? It's yeah. just an honest assessment to say, man, I'm not going to be able to fight because there's more and more confusion out there. And let's just be honest. Every one of us, man, we need help. This yeah. is tough. These are parenting issues that never have been... Uh, we've had to deal with yeah. and all this confusion out there, yeah. gender and everything else. Never before have, you know, the generations, at least in our time, yeah. had to deal with some of this stuff. And uh, so we need to help each other with... Start there. Yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah. so, I mean, practically... Here's here here's a nugget for you like if you do not have somebody in your life asking you, "Hey man, how's your marriage? How how's your time with your wife?" I've got friends who will be like, "Hey Chris, how are you and Elaine?" Absolutely. You know, then you know there there's the starting point like mm-hmm. you need to find people who can just ask you that hard question like, right. "How are you and your wife? How are yeah. how are you and your husband?" You know, like that People actually go there and ask that question, and they really care, you know. And so, if you don't have that, then yeah, I would say like you know, reach out to
1: us, reach out to people here at the church, and then and let me add one more. The next step to that, right, is to have couples in our lives that are praying with us. Mm -hmm. That they know that certain prayer requests for certain children, certain issues in our marriage, or in our parenting that we're wrestling with, we know we have other people battling with us. And I know just from Michelle and I. we the the toughest times we had in parenting and with children and, and just some man some dark times some big battles. Yeah. if it wasn't for a group of people that just committed to press in in battle in prayer yeah. for us, it is clearly the testimony of seeing God's hand yes. was a result of that. That and just encouragement and the uh, the comfort knowing that others are in the battle with mm-hmm. us. It's, yeah. it's absolutely necessary, right? Yeah. So let's move on. Um, number two is a uh, fight identity confusion. Let's go a little deeper here yeah. with complementary oneness in marriage. Yeah, and um, again, back to Genesis two, right? Is uh, marriage is seen? We have different roles. That's clear, more clear mm-hmm. in the new, in the uh, well, in the whole Bible. But um, what those roles are? Uh, created equal, man and woman before God to work side by side. Yeah. Uh, in, in God's commission and mission to us. Um, But, man, we've not only has the enemy brought confusion into marriage, confusion into family. But now right, we're seeing again that Romans one result, unnatural relate. Now we have a mind, right, that is people believing there's something they're not right against science and everything else against rationality. (laughs) And it's just causing great fracturing, huge problems in families. It's it's uh, boy, the result is is not pretty. And people should see that again. Romans right one right is yes. it's already there in god's word it says what will happen confusion will enter yeah. and this is god's this is God's kindness, in other words, it, it, to bring His judgment right on these things, to wake people up, to turn to Him right mm-hmm. for, right uh, for healing and for forgiveness and blessing and mercy and grace and all these things. So, fight identity conviction with complementary oneness in marriage. Is uh, this is where we the church has we've got to model right healthy marriage to the world so people can see this. Which means to do that, we all need to be in a process of of strengthening right. Yeah healing our marriages. And for our children, they have to see that because this idea of identity confusion, right, is when a a child grows up and they're secure, right, in their family, even in the midst of brokenness, that God is healing, right, is there's such a comfort. There's, there's, there's so many things, right, that happen there that bring health and strength into that, uh, into that child. But I think just one lie, I think that we are in this process. And this is where parents have to, right, speak into each child along the way, walk with them in their identity that God has for them, not what the culture has for yeah. them. There's just so much here, right? And that means we as mom and dad have to be secure in who we are before God, right? Yeah. What it is to be a man before God, what it is to be a woman before God, what it is to have a healthy marriage before yeah. God before we can speak right biblical truth into our child. Uh, but what we see in the culture, right, that has been here for a long time is pitting the sexes against each other. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Women and men competing against each other in value and work and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is from the enemy, right, yeah. as we see in God's side by side. Is that We need each other and we should be for each other. And a man, right, in that protective upholding should be the, the one stepping forward, right, not passive like Adam, right, stepping forward, though, right, so that women can flourish and be safe. and and come fully into who God has created them to be and like vice versa said that the woman respects and upholds her husband as Proverbs 31 says he's his respect is at the gate uh, right in public life because of the godliness of his wife and vice versa she's upheld in public right because of her fear of God and her faithfulness, this oneness as they move together. They both, God brings a blessing, right, Mm -hmm. into them together, right? Not this individual marriage where the husband's going off doing his thing and the woman's going off and doing her thing, right? It's, It's very... Uh, together and so I think uh, as parents, it's with our children is uh, teaching them the value, the uniqueness, right, of both male and female, and upholding that and uh, trying to fight any of this competitive confusion right, yeah. that's out there today.
0: No, and I mean when you think about that, like I, I just want to grab real fast because we got we got like you know five more to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the, the the phrase identity confusion I think you know has been stolen, mm-hmm. you know because now we're like oh well. I don't have any identity confusion. I'm a man, you know, but I mean, we we got to go deeper than that. Like identity confusion in your marriage. Do you know your roles as a marriage? Do you know your role as a father and how you, what you're to give? your children do you know the roles as a mother what you need to give to your children in a kingdom mindset Mm -hmm. and so i think it's real easy for a lot of people to be like oh well no i don't have any identity confusion well no 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 no. you do you do but we're not talking about just as the culture is presenting identity confusion right now but that we really need to assess what is my role in my family's life you know and i mean it's like
1: well, and, and obviously this is where – what does God have to say? Yeah, what totally. is the 'cause Because this is all in the Scripture, mm. and we'll get to biblical saturation here in a minute, right? Yeah, It's, totally. it's there. It's a matter of getting that into mom and dad yeah. and getting it filtered into the family, right? Yeah. So, so three is fight lies of media with a strong home and family table um here's a very practical thing is yeah the, the family table's been robbed right yeah. just just gutted and that's part of this battle we know we're in the family table was a time where the family connected uh, fellowship together got caught up with each other prayed for each other right and, and worked through issues uh-huh. any family issues yeah. or any battles that were going if, if a yeah. child had a tough day at school let's yeah. talk through that and have mm-hmm. the whole family right support and strengthen that so if there was anything right? Yeah, and boy, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know, know. man. Yeah. It, it is a battle just to get your family to that table, yeah. right? With sports and everything else. But I, boy, looking back, I, I think it is. It's where we had our most profound conversations, and, and a sense of identity building. We're a family. Mm-hmm. We're here to support each other, even as rough as it was sometimes. Yeah right uh, and so that's I, I think boy just a practical thing and uh, and to get with other parents who are struggling and who've done it yeah and and, and ask for help how do yeah. we do this right mm-hmm. and uh, of course you want to start as early as you you can oh if yeah you try to start later it's tough but boy you got to do it whenever you
0: can no I mean there's something sacred about the dinner time I'm mean, like yeah, when people absolutely. like Chris, where do you feel closest to God? I can always say, like, you know, I feel so close to God when my whole family is at the table and we're having dinner. And there's laughter and there's support of one another. And we just see that community. And then I'm like, God's presence is here because it's so life-giving. And if you've never experienced it, it is. You've got to set it on. I mean, we've had times where practices run late, and if we eat dinner before that child gets home from practice, that child's upset, like, well, y'all ain't without me. And so, you know, there have been, like, pushing back bedtimes, things that we thought were sacred. Like, oh, we got to get that young one to bed. You know, but no, that young one's going to be okay because we need that time at the dinner table, you know.
1: (laughs) So, uh, just another practical thing is, I I think one of the things Michelle and I look back, and I want you to, uh, you and Lane, uh, give feedback on this too. But I think if we had to do it again, one practical thing is we would not, we would remove any media from the bedroom. Yeah, we'd want books alone in that bedroom. Have your phone, have your computer, but yeah. it needs to stay out in, in the 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 you know yeah. or, or kitchen table, whatever it is. And people say, ah, that's so legalistic; it's impossible. Yeah. I need my phone. No, <laughs> actually, that that is the, again the culture has yeah. moved so that we cannot live in a space without our phone. Oh yeah. we've got to change that in the home, and um, because otherwise, especially if they're young, is they're up late. Yeah. Friends are dinging them. They're TikTok, yeah. whatever it is. Is that it's you, you've opened a pipeline right into their brain, mm-hmm. right oh, into the wee hours of the night, yeah. the vulnerable hours of the night, and um, we've kept them from also reading, yeah. <laughs> right, right yeah. paper books. That again, yeah. that's a whole other thing, but yeah. critically important. So I don't know. What, no, yeah, all.
0: like I mean, you know, like you know, we we look at it, and sometimes we're like. We lost Ambler. I I apologize. Ambler, we've lost you. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm like, you need to put that phone away. You know, but then now the younger ones, they know, like, they're not going to get any social media, you know, and then their phones go away. You know, when I built lockers with power source for them, like this is where you can charge your device. It's your area. It's a locker. And so, yeah, just kind of lock it down because there is. I mean, it's like, you know, my wife is so not connected to her phone. Like I, I call her and i call her and yeah. i call her, I call her I'm like this is an emergency pick up your phone they don't have this at the store you know yeah, exactly. and and so yeah but yeah so there is a modeling that has to be done like and if you're addicted to your phone
1: then your child's watching how, how how's watching? your child not going to be addicted yeah, to their phone exactly right. you know and, and so and, and, and we haven't even talked about tv yeah. or anything you know, oh, like that all those but uh, again we need help yeah you know so i think that's the thing reach out ask other families ask us ask the church for yeah. help how do yeah. we how do we practically start doing this and encourage each other mm-hmm. right yeah um, number four, uh, fight isolation and drift from commitment to Christ's body as church. We've yeah. talked a lot about this. We can't do it. Yeah. This, we will be crushed by the world mm-hmm. if we're not locked and committed with a priority in gathering as God's people. God's word yeah. couldn't be any clear, Do not forsake. This is Hebrews 10. Gathering together, especially as you see the day approaching, meaning, the writer yeah. of Hebrews says, as the battle starts to rage, especially come yeah. together, right? And we failed in COVID flat out in America. We have a chance. God gave us this little chance to uh, to learn from that. Oh, no,
0: absolutely. And I would say a very practical thing there would be involved and be needed. Like if you have a responsibility, then you're going to be there. Yeah. You know, if you're teaching Sunday school or if you're helping with this or helping with that, you're going to be there. And that helps you stay connected. I mean, it's like – Just talking with Ambler, like, oh, you know, we're like missing a third and fourth grade teacher, you know, driving her home from volleyball last night. And she was like, oh, well, if y'all are in a real pinch, let me know because I'll teach, you know. But I mean, like, okay, that's coming from the pastor's kid who's like, we're at church every Sunday and we all serve. But just that heart of like, oh well, I can take it. You know, I don't want to listen to stress out over trying to find that spot. And so there is this like, if you're involved on another level of church, then that helps you keep those commitments. Wonderful. But if you're like, no one's going to miss me if I'm not there. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is so easy to like. Well, that just just, feeds that isolation. Yeah, and we feed that isolation sooner
1: or later. Right, things of the culture are going to take priority. Absolutely, the drift happens and. Yeah, as we said, we can't stand at that point faith starts evaporating and uh yeah. number five fight superficiality with commitment to microchurch um boy in this book we've uh, just encourage everybody to read a new book by rod dreyer called live not by lies i highly encourage it for everyone yeah. it just gives the history of communism in eastern europe and uh boy what allowed the church to stand in the midst of that and mm-hmm. the ideology ideological battle that they had to fight very similar almost scary yeah. when you read that history what we're going through um Some differences, but, boy, a lot to learn. Uh, But this was one thing that is consistent throughout all that is the people, the only way they were able to stand and keep faith and encouragement Uh was they gathered in smaller gatherings. So we're talking about a commitment to the body of Christ, the church, the large church. But that needs to also be fleshed out. We have to have our smaller group, which Mm -hmm. we've already talked about. So, again, this is just the strong encouragement. We have got to gather. And that gathering, not just big church, but that needs to be a smaller expression of that we will not be able to stand yeah. without that and history proves it is the book of acts yeah. once it's, persecution it's totally, came you didn't yeah. have big church enlarge the only way the christian church expanded and stayed strong was because they gathered even in the midst of persecution yeah. pandemic anything else yeah. they gathered even in the catacombs i yeah. want to say as loud and clear as i can is the church gathers yeah. under faith and prayer in god yeah. um so just uh, no i mean like church, in that church.
0: it's like even if the government says it's illegal for you to do it, especially then I mean, you've got to gather. Then, right? got to get. that's yeah. where it becomes
1: the underground church, right? Yeah. Which is what happened in Eastern Europe. They had yes. to go underground, China, around the world, right? Yeah. Americans, what do we do? We flee. Yeah. And that's what we've done. Wow. And so, uh, boy, we need a wake up call there. Six, fight progressive ideology and consumerism with biblical saturation, mm-hmm. right? We know this ideology is coming strong at us. It is winning. It is loud. It's gotten all the portals of, of technology into our minds, our children's yeah. minds. And con- along with that, right, is this marketplace consumerism that mm-hmm. has just created us as these consumers, right, who are um, you know, think so tied to the things of the world. The Bible yeah. says, set your mind and things above. Yeah, totally. Above. And so every, this consumer thing is just as big of a battle, right? Because it sets our minds on the things of the world. When God says, no, no, yeah. uh, we've got to be again together, encouraging each other to set our minds on Christ. Biblical saturation yeah. is a uh, boy. Uh, and that's just a large discussion, right? Yeah. And well, again, yeah. everything we're talking I mean, yeah. about here is man. Are we getting the truth of God? Uh, We can't stand with God if we don't know his word and his promises Mm -hmm. and the blessings that should be ours for our family and for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. And the last one is fight spiritual mediocrity um, with discipleship uh, to move from being an admirer to a follower. Goodness, we're going to have a whole kind of message series on this idea. But, um, you know, this was Kirkegaard and and this was – Uh, Throughout history, we we see that the church, our tendencies, is that we just kind of create consumers, we create admirers of Christ. But when we look at, rather than followers, right? And when you look at the scripture, Jesus, he did nothing. He he made it impossible for someone just to say, ah, Jesus, you're really cool, you're a great teacher, I I like what you have to say, I believe you, and kind of go about our business. Mm -hmm. There is never that option. However, in the church in America... That is primarily what we've, we've said. Come, believe in Jesus, you know, well, yeah, say the totally. prayer, yeah. receive his forgiveness, sins, and everything, and you're a Christian. We've left out, count the cost. We left yeah. out uh, what it means to follow him, to deny yourself, pick up your cross, yeah. lay your life down. And uh, this is the next step, the most important step of being a follower, disciple of Christ, yeah. and locking arms with people mm-hmm. to learn how do we do that.
0: What does yeah. that look like? And I mean, it's like, you know, you are all, we are all called to disciple, you know, and so we have to disciple ourselves, or we have to have find people to disciple us so that we can then disciple others. So, if you're a parent, you have a job to disciple your children. You're going to be held accountable to that job. And your children need that discipleship. And that is going to be what allows them to focus on the kingdom versus the world. Right. And then. If you're single, you you should be discipling other people, Mm -hmm. and then you should be discipled yourself. And so there is this context of fighting all of this and knowing how to fight in each one of these areas that comes through discipleship. Mm -hmm. No one of us has all the right ideas. I'm like, I steal all of my ideas. I steal them from everywhere. And so – you know, and so there is this, like, you've got to have a, a community mm. that you're discussing these big things with and, and then talking about, like, well, I'm trying this or I'm trying that, you know, and somebody will be like, oh, do this, you know. Right. And so there is this just essence of, like, your children need you to be discipled
1: yes. so that you might disciple them. That's it. You know, this is overwhelming. These yeah. Seven, all that what we're talking yeah. about here is overwhelming and, uh, again, is this, we, we've got to ask for help. Yeah. And that, that's a big step. I oh, think yeah. that might be the biggest step, for, especially for men, is is to just say you know, to another man, yeah. and, and this is what should be happening regularly at church, hey, uh-huh. I need help. Yeah. I need help in my marriage. To, how do I lead? I need help out of being a father and mm-hmm. being parenting. And we don't want to leave the single adult out, no. whether it's a single parent or just a single no. adult. is All these principles hold is your part side by side with Absolutely. the men and women and parents in the church mm-hmm. and to have a role. Right there together and not be isolated.
0: Yeah. Right? And I mean, you know, it's so yeah, and so as we land this thing, it's like it is a big thing but this is the only way. Like you you know, you, you say this is overwhelming, but I'm like, I need this to be overwhelming so that it consumes me because when I look at the world outside, I'm like, Hey honey, Let's just move to Alaska,
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: create the final That's isolation it. movement, you know, and just go homestead because the culture outside right now is so overwhelming.
1: And I think people are feeling that and yeah. the encouragement is I think people are turning. I have just seen in the last even few weeks. A turning to engage on the truth yeah. because of that overwhelm, because it's going so fast yeah. and so confusing is uh, being willing to at least engage into a conversation about these things, yeah. which uh, I think is where we need to be ready right, yeah. as a people to love and, and receive and, and, and mm-hmm. have a great conversation.
0: Absolutely. And so, hey, we thank you for tuning in to Root Issues. If you ever need to reach out and touch us, you can contact us at rootissues at com. And we hope this midweek jolt gets you thinking. And if you ever need any help or prayer, just let us know. We're here for you. Thanks so much for tuning in.